Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Fitness Solution. Now, I just wanted to jump on here and say hey, like always, but also I'm going to talk today to you about how to improve your relationship with the scale. Now, on Saturday, I have a seminar coming up here in the studio and we're doing it all about basically this topic. So I thought I'd jump on to my podcast and basically kind of like formulate an outline for it right now live whilst talking to you. So I can kind of focus my thoughts a little bit more when it comes to writing the actual seminar. Now fear around the scale is massive. Like I see it day in, day out, all the time, people just worried, scared, misunderstanding of what the scale is and basically denoting overall success or failure based on an arbitrary number. Now, if you listened to the episode last week, you'll know that in that I said, now that I weigh less than I did when I started, I'm not necessarily happier because of the number. I'm happier because I've executed a system. I executed a plan. I executed something that made me feel much better about myself. And by executing that, the outcome was the fact that I lost weight. But it doesn't necessarily mean that losing weight made me happy. Causation doesn't equal correlation. Correlation doesn't equal causation. Someone will correct me on that one day, I assure you. Um, So, uh, yeah. So let's break it down. So now I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably um, experienced a major fear of the scale, a major worry about what the scale does or doesn't do. And the fact that you think that denotes an element of, of who you are, an element of your success or not. And it's just not true. Now, the scale, I suppose you have to break it down thus. You can weigh yourself on any schedule you want. You can weigh yourself weekly, you can weigh yourself daily, you can weigh yourself monthly. And I think traditionally what I see in terms of people having a fear of the scale is they are people who weigh themselves more infrequently than frequently. And the reason for this is because the scale because you have a fear of it, right? You're, you know, fear is, what is fear? It's false expectation appearing real. And, and the more you stay away from something that you're fearful of, the less likely you are to ever overcome that particular phobia. You know, this could be true of spiders, snakes, um, I don't know, cold weather, hot weather, uh, flying, Now, what happens is the less time you spend with it, I'll tell you what, let's take a relationship as an example here. Now, how can you expect to improve your relationship with your partner if you spend less time with them, if you communicate less with them, if you spend less time trying to understand who they are, what they want, how they work, you're never going to improve that relationship. In fact, Throughout my life, 
I can name relationships where the first sign of it breaking down is communication between the two of us has stopped, ceased, or is far less frequent, is far less engaging, is far less caring. And the consequence of that, that is the first sign that that's it. The relationship is going to, to vanish. And so I think the first thing to help you get over your fear of the scale and to really improve your relationship with the scale, the first thing you really need to focus on is getting used to spending more time with it. Now, I understand that if you haven't stepped on the scale for a very long time, that first weigh-in could be quite arresting. It could be quite emotional and it could make you feel not your best self. And we all go through that. We all have those moments with the scale. We all feel like we just, we're just never going to succeed. Or we all feel like it compounds and it confirms really what we already knew. But for some reason, by not getting on the scale, we haven't, no one's actually told us. Like it's not been confirmed that I've not been on top of my goals recently. And the sheer act of putting your foot on it is, is going to confirm that. And people do find that tough. And I appreciate that. But if you can get your head around the fact that that's going to happen once, and especially if you can get your head around the fact that you're about to engage and you're about to, uh, this obviously this should be in the context of you are operating in a way that Oh, you're looking like this. Let's call this the start of your journey, right? You're going to step on the scale at the start of your journey. So, you know, like the future is going to be enshrined in better behavior for you, for your goals. And therefore, you know, you've got to get over this first moment. And then the next thing to do once, you're, once you've done that and you've had that confirmation or you've had that moment with the scale where it's, it's made you feel not your best self, then... You can then go, okay, well, that's reality. That's where I'm at right now. I can't undo the past. And this is the thing as well, is a lot of people avoid it because they think, oh, you know, if I don't go on it, then I never have to deal with it. But the truth is, is if you don't deal with it, you're just going to keep avoiding. Like if you don't deal with it, then what's the point? Like when has avoidance of anything ever got anyone anywhere in the world? It just hasn't. Avoiding a big issue, avoiding a topic, avoiding tough conversations, it doesn't help you with anything. So why would you just keep avoiding it? Sometimes we need a little bump. Sometimes we need a bit of a rock, um, a rock in the road almost, just to make us realize that actually we need to refocus ourselves. And for some people, the scale can be that. And that's okay to use it thus. Because what's going to happen next is going to help transform your relationship with it. I.e., you're going to get a better understanding with it. You're not going to just constantly avoid it. So this brings me back to my next point, or my first point, about weighing yourself more regularly. 
Personally, I'm not a fan of people weighing themselves in weekly. Studies show that people who weigh themselves daily actually lose more weight. Weekly, it also shows that people who weigh themselves weekly do lose weight and people who weigh themselves less frequently than that, monthly or less, actually struggle. Um, so that's interesting within itself. But I would encourage people provided, look, and let's, let's get real here. I'd encourage people provided they don't have a history of eating disorder, provided they don't have a history of poor mental health. Um, I'd encourage people to weigh themselves at least three times a week, if not more. And the reason for that is because I would much prefer to make decisions based on data than based on feeling. So when you weigh yourself once every week, so once a month, uh, sorry, four times a month, then all you are doing is having four data points over that month to denote what is going on with your behavior in order to create that result. Whereas if you weigh yourself every day, you have 28 data points. Now imagine if I presented you with a vaccine to take, and I said, this one has been produced on four points of data, and this one has been produced on 28 points of data. Which one are you gonna feel more comfortable with taking, knowing that you're making a safer decision in taking that vaccine? You're gonna take the one that's 28 days. So with more data, we can analyze more intricately and we, can, and we can make better decisions to help make sure that you stay on track. I would also argue people who weigh once a week also get more, they, they create more behavior in terms of avoidance around the scale. And therefore, once a week, if you were to average out the amount of times they weighed themselves over a year, it's actually less than once a week. Because they always have a reason not to. When you're weighing once a week, you always have a reason not to. You're, you're never going to quite be in the routine of when and where you need to need to weigh yourself. So I think spending more time with it, being with the scale an awful lot more, is a great way to improve that relationship. I think another great way to improve that relationship is for you to fully understand what goes into scale weight understand that just because the scale goes up, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've put on body fat. In fact, I'd probably say nine times out of 10, it's not body fat, especially if you know you're in a calorie deficit. Um, I mean, I, I recently did my 30 day challenge, which I shared with you on the last episode of the podcast. And you only have to look at the graph. It looks like a roller coaster the graph of my daily weigh-ins, like it's up and down, up and down, up and down. And there were days when I thought, my goodness, this is just going up and up and up and up and up. What am I doing wrong? How can I fix it? Like I'd go into panic mode. And then suddenly I'd kick in and be like, no, follow the process. You know what you're doing. You can figure this out. And I'd jump back into the process and I'd just get focused and the scale would respond eventually. Just because the scale goes up, it's not body fat. Just because the scale goes up, it's more likely water. You've either drunk more or drunk less. You've probably worked out. 
the day before. You might have eaten more carbohydrates the day before, and that doesn't mean carbohydrates make you gain weight. It means they make you, they absorb water. If you have a mopped up gravy with a slice of bread, right? Carbohydrates absorb water, three grams. So one gram of carbohydrate equals three grams of water absorption. So when you go out for, I don't know, you have a meal with some rice in the night before, have a burrito or something like that. And the next day you get on the scale and suddenly it's up a bit. That's not fat. That is simply water. Now imagine if you did that the day before you did a weekly weigh-in and suddenly you hit a spike, you panic, right? You'd panic about it being a weekly, you'd panic about it being a spike. You'd think you've not done well. When the truth is, is it literally just the last 12 hours you ate something with carbohydrates in, which meant you absorbed water. And so if you were to then not get on the scale the next day, the next day, the next day, all you'd have in your mind is that spike. You'd never know whether you'd actually, whether it was just a spike and you've never seen the, the drop off after because you're trusting your process. And I think a lot of people who avoid the scale as well don't trust themselves enough. And if you're working with someone, if you're doing a really good job on yourself, if you know that you're following all the advice you're being given and you're doing your best, you need to just trust yourself so much more. Trust that the process will give you the result you want. But I promise you, trust in the process is an awful lot harder. I put this on Instagram the other day. Trust in the process is an awful lot harder when you're not actually following the process. And I see that all the time. What else will improve your relationship with the scale? Oh, also realizing that being at a certain body weight isn't going to make you happy. I think losing weight can make some people happier, but it's nowhere near as much weight as you think it is. And I think the joy you're going to get from losing weight isn't going to be what you expected because it's not that significant. It will not change your life. It will not change your finances. It will not change your relationships. It will not change your confidence more than you think it will. Because you're still going to be plagued with all of the things in your life that are dragging you down. You're just going to be dealing with them at a smaller body weight. And I think that's a really important point. Yeah, just because you've lost weight, it, your mental health won't improve. What might improve your mental health is eating in a much better manner, is exercising in a much better manner, is taking time for your self-care. That will, and that might result in losing weight, but it doesn't mean it will result in losing weight. And therefore, if you can still keep all of those behaviors in place, and not worry about whether you're going to lose weight, that will improve your relationship with the scale. And this is the other thing as well, like stop trying to exercise to lose weight. I say this all the time, and this will really improve your relationship with the scale. The best way to make a change on the scale is through your nutrition. And a lot of people think it's through exercise, but it's through your nutrition. And by just realizing that you're actually trying to get as strong as you can. You're actually trying to 
lift heavier weights day in and day out. You're trying to make sure that you can move better for the rest of your life. Not only will that improve your confidence, but it will also really improve your relationship with scale. But it also, it, it might mean that you won't lose weight because you're, you're going to be building your body. And it comes back to that whole thing I always talk about, like don't focus on reduction, focus on production. We live in a society where thinner is regarded as better, slimmer is regarded as better. And it's not. What I would say is I think people who, I mean, I've come across many, many, many people who are in a higher weight body who are really happy who are full of confidence, who have absolute joy. And in some ways, if you was to change who they were significantly enough in terms of changing their body, they might lose that. And they might lose that because they're being forced into behaviors that don't make them happy. Your weight doesn't denote your success as a person. The way you look after yourself denotes the way you look after yourself. Your weight shows us that you have lived in behaviors that have either made you happy or unhappy. It doesn't tell us anything else. Like, it, I'm not even sure it tells you that, to be honest. Like, your body weight is so insignificant to everyone else around you compared to how significant you think it is to you. And I understand that if you're not very happy about yourself and you feel like you're, you, this is a really hard conversation to have by the way, but if you're not happy about yourself and you realize that your body weight is something to do with that, I don't think it's actually your body weight. I think it's the way in which you're looking after yourself in general. And your body weight might show the story of that, but it also might not. And just because you're changing your body weight, just because you're trying to get a lower number on the scale, doesn't mean that everything else will change significantly enough to create that change in your mental health. So the best thing to do to improve your relationship with the scale, let's bring it full tilt. The best thing to do to improve that relationship with the scale is definitely stop focusing on that as the goal and start focusing on the process as the goal. Start focusing on lifting weights, moving three times a week in the gym, getting out for walks, drinking water, getting your vegetables in. And if the scale changes as a result of that, then great. I know full well your confidence will increase. I know full well your self-esteem will go up. I know full well you'll feel better about who you are if you disassociate with constantly trying to get to a smaller number and start associating 
with productive behaviors and habits that will exponentially improve your life. So if you really, really, really want the secret to improving your relationship with the scale, yeah, you can spend more time on it. Yeah, you can understand more what goes into it. Um, you can set up a better regularity for when you weigh yourself and all of these things. But really and truly, it's about getting yourself involved in a process that you know is going to make you feel better about yourself. Because most people who are in a position where they don't feel good about themselves, it's because they operate with no behavior to make them feel that way. Right, that's it from me. Listen, as you're here, if you enjoyed this episode, then please review it on iTunes and, and such places or share it on Instagram. That'd be awesome. But I'd also uh, like to say that you can obviously get a whole bunch of free fitness goodies from me. If you head to my website, www.thegymstarter.com, and then once you're on there, there's a little black bar that comes at the top, or you can press on the first picture you see on the homepage um, called Get Your Fitness Goodies. Click on that. And you will be more than welcome to downloading. What do you get? You get the beginner's bodyweight workout guide, which is 56, I think, 56 10 minute workouts for you. Okay. Then you also get my book, 27 Ways to Fast Fat Loss. You also get gym based, um, a gym based workout plan called the Confident and Strong Program. And you also get a free customized calorie calculator. Um, which you can download. And all you have to do is put in your email address, put in your first name, hit the subscribe button, and I'll email that to you immediately. So if you want to do that, please head to www.thegymstarter.com and I will link it in the show notes. Have a lovely day. Thanks for being here. I'll speak to you very, very soon. Ciao, ciao.